Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Citizens of Perfect Bell, football is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's right, 100%. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. In a world that's perfect lies a perfect little town where one team stands alone. But now, something's stirring that will change this place forever. Perfect Perfectville. Welcome to Perfectville Finstant Reaction Show. Sam Marku once again. And once again, the Miami Dolphins lose, this time to the Minnesota Vikings. After winning three in a row, they've now lost three in a row. The Mike McDaniel era is officially back to square one. Three and three is the Miami Dolphins record after six weeks. And uh, yet another crazy game as it pertains to injuries. Mr. Skylar Thompson, number three on the depth chart to start the season, is now your starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Teddy Bridgewater is the backup quarterback after uh, getting out of concussion protocol on Thursday, but not in time to actually work with the first team, install the offense, and practice it with Jalen Waddle, Tyree Kill, and everybody else. So Mike McDaniel makes the call to have Skylar Thompson start the game. But just like all three other games so far that have lost that we've lost here in a row. The starting quarterback is not the finishing quarterback. Skylar Thompson goes down early uh, with a cut or some sort of injury to his throwing hand. Teddy Bridgewater comes in and, uh, well, he did Teddy Bridgewater things. Some good, some bad. Uh, just a game that it looked like too much to overcome, quite frankly, ladies and gentlemen, citizens of Perfectville. There was just too much to overcome. Too many injuries. Too much bullshit from the NFL in general, too many penalties, and just, uh, quite frankly, a, a pretty talented Minnesota Vikings team, by the way, that we had to contend with. So uh, a recipe for a loss, and that's exactly what we ate, uh, was another loss. Three and three. Uh, Skylar Thompson's going to be okay. Teddy Bridgewater looked okay. Got it going with Mike Gesicki. Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill, both went over 100 yards receiving. Jalen Waddle, though, did not have a great game. Uh, the first interception from Teddy Bridgewater came from Jalen Waddle not being able to hold on to the ball. Should have been a, a catch. Instead, he bobbles it, lands in the hands of the Minnesota Vikings defenders. Turnover number one. Turnover number two, the Miami Dolphins are driving with a chance to take the lead in the fourth quarter, very similar to what they did with the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but instead of going in for the touchdown, Jalen Waddle grabs the ball, tries to do too much, fumbles the ball back, to the Minnesota Vikings, who then turn around and score uh, a couple of plays later and really pretty much sealed the victory for themselves right then and there. Um, not a good game from Jalen Waddle. It doesn't mean we hate Jalen Waddle. doesn't mean we cut Jalen Waddle. just means it wasn't a good game. Six catches, 120-some-odd yards, yes, but two, turno two turnovers to your name really has to get you thinking that, uh, well, 
We got to live to fight another day. Tyreek Hill is insane. Tyreek Hill is absolutely insane. What do you have? 10 catches, 170 plus yards. The guy's going to has a legit shot of getting what 1500 yards receiving. It's absolutely batshit what he's doing for the Miami Dolphins. He is your team MVP on the day. Uh, Jason Sanders, another missed field goal. Like I said last week on the show, the Finstant Reaction Show, if you're Mike McDaniel, you got to start bringing kickers in. Like yesterday, every week, every week, Jason Sanders should be in a job interview for his job because he hasn't earned the right to have that much job security right now. He's missing too many field goals. He's missing extra points. He's not giving us the level of play that his contract necessitates. That's number one. Mike Kosicki came alive. I still think you trade Mike Kosicki. The only reason Mike Kosicki came alive is because Durham Smythe could not play. That's it. Otherwise, he's not in the game plan. But what was nice is that since he was their pretty much only option at tight end, they at least used him as such. They used him in the passing game like you're supposed to. So that was good to see. Maybe, maybe there's something more for that going forward. Not sure. I still think it would be best to part ways. Maybe now we can sell a little bit high. Uh, but the injuries, I mean, the defensive backfield, the quarterbacks, Xavier Howard still hurt out there battling, trying to do his best. Byron Jones, probably not going to see him until after the bye, is what it looks like these days. Uh, you can get Trill Williams. It's going to be a big part of this defensive backfield. He gets hurt in three seasons. He's gone. Nick Needham, your talented nickelback, he tears his Achilles in this game. He's out for the season. Can you the talented, undrafted rookie? Everyone was praising after week one and week two. He didn't play. So you have a defense that is absolutely decimated. Keon Crossing came in, and he went out with an injury as well. So your top five defensive backs, your quarterbacks, aren't healthy or barely hanging out. You're forced, forced to put Noah Igbenogany into action, not only just onesie-twosie, but the entire game. Credit to him, he played pretty darn well, especially for Noah Igbenogany. But Justin Bethel is who we had to play out with. Meaning it's Adam Thielen. Against Justin Jefferson. Against Kirk Cousins, who isn't the greatest quarterback of all time, but he can sling the ball when he's got top. And they held their own. But you don't want that going forward. You gotta get healthy. You gotta make a trade. You gotta do something to shore up this defensive backfield. You have too much talent on that defensive line. You have too much promise on offense to let injuries to the cornerback position or injuries to the offensive line let this entire season get away from you. And right now, that's what they're on the verge of doing. They've lost three in a row, three very winnable games. And I will say this. I think this is the very first game of the three-game losing streak that I thought if Tua Tungavailoa were playing, we win this game outright. I don't know that we win that Bengals game with Tua healthy the entire time. Not sure. I certainly don't think we win that Jets game. I mean, the way they put it on us, that defense was not ready uh, to, to, to tackle, quite literally or figuratively, that Jets offense. But we would have won this game. We had almost 500 yards of offense. The defense held them to like 240, 250 yards. We had the time of possession. So we got to figure it out. Mike McDaniel's got to figure out what's going on. This is a very injured team. I don't, I'm not sure why. I, I'm not sure why we seem to be hit with more injuries than just about anybody not named the San Francisco 49ers right now, but we are. And you're not going to win games when you have to rely on depth for every position. I mean, that's the funny thing about depth. People say, well, we don't have depth. Well, we do. But when you're playing second stringers, virtually across the board or third stringers in some cases against first string offenses and defenses in the NFL, you're going to lose more often than you win. <laughs> That's just the nature of it. 
It's no excuse. They had an opportunity to win this game, and they didn't do it. But they didn't do themselves any favor with all the injuries and obviously undisciplined play out there. Just, uh, just bad football. But here's the thing. I think the Miami Dolphins, in many ways, from what I'm hearing, and I heard a little bit before the game from some people in the know, that they were resigned to losing this game. If they could win a game, if they could sneak it out, awesome, wonderful. But if they had to lose, this was the game to lose. They purposely set Teron Armstead out. They purposely sat Austin Jackson out another week. Tua was obviously ruled out early in the week. All those guys are coming back against Pittsburgh. So essentially, we're going to have our entire first-string offense, barring any injuries in practice this week, back and ready to go against the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night. That's going to be fun because that's going to show us what this team actually can do. I think Austin Jackson coming back and putting Greg Little on the bench is a good thing. Teron Armstead coming back, obviously a great thing. It's going to help Liam Eichenberg immensely. Eichenberg got exposed in this game because he did not have big Teron Armstead next to him to cover him up. Durham Smythe not being in there as a blocking tight end hurt this offensive line as well in terms of pass protection. So the depth is there. But depth is only good if your starters are playing the majority of the positions. If you're relying on your depth for every single position, you're not going to win. So the Miami Dolphins offense, I think, is going to be just fine. They're getting healthy. They'll be back in time for the Steelers game. We'll be talking about it later this week on Welcome to Perfectville Prop, Prop, Proper. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Hopefully Chris can join us. But this defense is scaring me. They have one interception on the season, and that was on the opening drive against Mac Jones and the New England Patriots week one. They've got to create more turnovers. They've got to get to the quarterback. They've got to start you know, going from knocking the ball down to picking it off. They've left so many interceptions on the, on the field. It's ridiculous. Now, part of this is the fact that you don't have your top cornerbacks out there, but somebody's got to grab the ball. Somebody's got to track it, get it in their hands, and come down with it. Because this defense is predicated on turning the ball over. And if they're not turning the ball over and they're not tackling, well, then you got to win games 45-42. And we're not necessarily ready to do that week in and week out. But the Steelers team coming in, or I guess that we're playing, they're not very good right now. I mean, they've got some players. Chase Claypool's still good. Najee Harris is a talent. But Kenny Pickett's in concussion protocol, so they're about to find out what we've experienced over the last three or four weeks, how much of a pain in the butt that is. And, of course, you've got the revenge game of Tua Tungabailoa against Brian Flores. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with that defense against Tua Tungabailoa in this offense. So there are some storylines that I want to follow here, but I'm not worried about the offense. I am concerned about the defense. But looking at the schedule, it softens up. You've got the Steelers. You've got the Lions. You've got the Bears. You've got the Texans coming up. You've got the Browns. I mean, this is a team – that right now is three and three. You've lost three in a row. People are now looking at them as damaged goods, maybe not anything to worry about. But by the bye week, this Miami Dolphins team could very well be very much in the driver's seat in terms of a playoff spot. I don't know that they're catching the Bills for first place in the AFC East. I think that slipped away with these last three games. But they're very much going to be in the playoff hunt unless something disastrous happens over the next five games. So... All is not lost. All hope is not lost, ladies and gentlemen. Citizens of Perfectville, the Miami Dolphins will continue. They will win some games. And they will be in the playoff contendership at the end of this season. That much, I can tell you. 
but they got to get healthy, which I think they're on their way, at least on offense. And they got to figure out something with this defense. I think it's time to make a trade. I think it's time to match up with the Carolina Panthers or the Washington Commanders and figure out something to do with this offensive line or these cornerbacks. You need more depth. They're out of players and they're almost out of time. You cannot afford to lose to the Steelers. You cannot afford to lose any of these next three games, quite frankly. But if you lose to the Steelers, all hell is going to break loose. I told you, I told you last week, if we lost three in a row, the fans were going to turn on McDaniel. If you go on Twitter, if you go on Reddit, you go on Facebook, you go on any of the social medias out there, it's starting to happen. People are questioning if he's in over his head. They're wondering what the play calling is. They don't understand what's going on. This is classic fan turning on coach behavior. And I called it. I told you last week this was going to happen if we didn't win. And we didn't win. So here it is. So we keep asking, how does this team respond to adversity? So far, not well. Mike McDaniel, not well. But hopefully, it turns well with Tua Tungavailoa back. I mean, it's crazy to me that we are so reliant on a guy that most question whether or not he should even be in the league and furthermore, whether he should be starting. I think that has been put to bed with this Miami Dolphins team. But the scary part for me is that we are so reliant on him that if he's not in the game, this team almost falls apart. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater should not look that bad. Skylar Thompson's a rookie. He gets he gets a reprieve, but is not a playoff team. That's how much he needs to this Miami Dolphins team here in 2022. So there you have it. Bad loss to the Minnesota Vikings. Encouraging news coming up. With the next stretch run, we are getting healthy on offense. I think we're going to be just fine in terms of wins and losses going forward. But this is a game they could have won. This is a game they should have won. This is a game if Tua plays, they probably do win. And that right there is a little bit of a gut punch. Knowing that this one got away for no other reason than a little bit of shenanigans from the NFL and bad timing and bad luck when it comes to the Miami Dolphins. But you cannot have 100 yards worth of penalties, which kills drives, including that opening drive with Skylar Thompson. You cannot not protect your quarterback to the point where they're getting smashed on virtually every drop back. That's no good. And you can't turn the ball over and not get the ball back yourself. So the Miami Dolphins have some self-inflicted gunshot wounds here. They got to play cleaner football, less penalties, less turnovers. They do that, they're going to be just fine. And you know who else is just fine? Me, I'm doing just fine, ladies and gentlemen. There it is, the Finstant Reaction Show. Sam Marcoux, welcome to Perfectville, part of the Believe Network. We'll have Chris Cullen on later this week. We'll do a full-blown episode of Welcome to Perfectville. But until then, nothing left to say other than goodbye from Perfectville. Later! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.